0: I could actively not if I hadn't fallen in love with you I would probably be with a woman like I don't I'm like if something happens to you I'm probably gonna be with a woman like I hope you know this and he's just like is that supposed to make me feel better and I said I don't care how it makes you feel it's how I feel
1: I thought it was somebody did a post and they like a video and they were like do you think that if I could choose that I would choose to be with men? That I would choose to be attracted to men? And right. I was crying. I was just like, you guys are ridiculous. Yes. There's,
0: a I don't know who it was. but I yeah, who it was. There's this white lady, like bisexual white lady I follow who's always like, um, she does this weird British accent where she's like, this guy told me to smile. And I told him if he wanted me to smile, he would stop being trash. He did not like this. And like their whole <laughs> video was just this thing. But she was like you know, uh, I'm not even a lesbian, I'm bisexual, which means that I still have the desire for the devil's eggplant sometimes. And I wish that I didn't. And I was like, ooh, devil's eggplant, eggplant,
1: girl. Somebody come get it. I can't.
0: Well, yeah, let's get into it. Hello, horror hoes. Welcome back to another episode of the Horror Hoes Support Group. I have a new mic today, so I'm feeling really fancy, which is why I have my NPR voice going on. But I am one of your hosts, Amanda, and I am joined by my lovely host. Samara. What's up, Samara? How are you doing?
1: (sighs) Okay, so... I'm like, do you want to know the real story or do you want me to just pretend? Because always, I'm like, you know, it's been it's been a week. Um, We have a snowstorm, a snowstorm going on right now in Detroit. So it's freezing in my apartment right now. I don't understand what's going on. And Aunt Flo has come this week to visit. So,
0: yeah. How are you? So you just (laughs) down bad right now.
1: Yeah. It's not, nothing is working out. I feel like Bonnie Bennett, like, she never gets what she wants.
0: Oh, God. Uh, shout out to Bonnie Bennett.
1: Poor baby. Shout out to
0: Queen here. Um, You know, I'm okay. It is, I'm having one of those weeks where I'm feeling very overwhelmed with all of the different tasks. I'm a perpetual, how do I say this about myself in a nice way without being negative? I'm a perpetual doer I'm a perpetual overachiever and I always have my to-do list stacked and so the trick for me is is figuring out okay order of operations I don't have to do everything on my plate at once but I need to like you know I still have these things that I need to do so this basically whole week has been me just looking at my to-do list and wondering what to do first and needing an adult needing somebody to come in and tell me Do this, then this, then take a fucking nap, Amanda, then do this. (laughs) Because I won't if I don't
1: have somebody. Yeah, I do the whole freeze up thing when I get overwhelmed and I go take a break. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, you know what? No, no, I can't do it right now. So I'll I'll recalibrate. Uh, Sometimes it takes the whole day. Sometimes it just takes like two hours. And then I'll like come back to it because... I freeze up definitely.
0: Right. Well we are talking about zombies today.
1: Specifically BIPOC persons in zombie films and books especially because we are both well I would say we're equally like film nerds and book nerds like I would say it's pretty equal. So which one should we talk about? I have a list so we have like our main little list and then some honorable mentions like this video is going to be long. Or while I say video, this podcast episode is going to be long. <laughs> like, don't
0: don't it? get them excited because then they're going to start wanting the video component. And I don't I think we're ready for that. My hair
1: ain't even did. Like, and it's never done when I come on this thing.
0: <laughs> Look, the my bags underneath my eyes have bags. Okay? That is I that. where I am where at. So, sorry, no video at the moment. Mm-mm. I need a whole glam squad.
1: I feel like if we were to start doing videos, I would have to put on. It's just too much. already <laughs> just thinking about it. I'm like, ah, make sure my hair is good. Like, make sure my makeup's on. At least my top is together. And I can't do any of those things right now. No.
0: So back to zombie. <laughs> you know, let's start with a book that I'm sure everybody has heard of at this point. Um, we're going to talk about Dread Nation by Justine Ireland. And... Uh, I'm assuming the sequel,
1: which the I believe divide. is Deathless Divine. Mm-hmm. I okay. did not read the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I did listen to the audiobook. So it was really funny because my friend and I were both Leo's. Her birthday is the day before mine. Uh, and we decided that we wanted to run away to wine country. And what better way to spend a four-hour drive in a car? Going to like Northwest Michigan than to listen to the audiobook, basically, of Dread um, Nation. So, we actually did finish it in Round Trip, which was cool. And I will say that the main character is the sassiest thing I've, I have listened slash read mm-hmm. in a long time. Mm-hmm. She was hilarious.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed Jane's point of view. And especially, I think it's refreshing for this type of content, uh, you know, the zombie thing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this book and the historicity of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, enjoy this history is—I say that in quotes. I mean to say, I think it was inventive setting it this time and blending the historical stuff with the zombie stuff. But obviously, we're black people, so yeah, history shit is always a little—it's
1: <laughs> always a little, little <laughs> ew. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's not, at least at least since 1619 <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. it's always gonna be a little bit mm. but like yeah i mean the civil war i think in this book the civil war never happened because of the zombie outbreak um right. slavery technically ended but they used black people as like bodyguards they're the frontline mm-hmm. fence against the zombies and they must protect the white women's virtue and life and you know they put them in the school to learn how to fight and also how to be proper ladies with good manners and etiquette right it was i don't know once again the worst the worst things to be afraid of really were the white people mm-hmm. Zombies were secondary yeah
0: i feel like that's kind of what it is in so many of these um Types of things where it's horror and then some kind of historical thing. And then Black people. Same thing with Lovecraft Country, I would say as well. Um, the the racist white people. Plus Christina, who, would we say she, I mean, she was the worst. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really weird that they decided to mm, turn her character into a woman instead of a man. And the book, it's Christian. Mm-hmm. And then in the, the show, they were like, Christina. I was like, okay, that was a choice. Why? No real reason. We just wanted to be different. Yeah. <laughs> but um, But yeah, like we were saying, once again, white people were the scariest thing about the book. Zombies were secondary. Either way, I still enjoyed it, despite that, like, that being one of my pet mm-hmm. books and stuff. I think, like Lovecraft Country, they did that part well. But here, once again, we have that magical Negro trope, though, where she has to kind of lead the army into victory because they don't know what the hell they're doing, Jane. For whatever reason, all these white soldiers are just like standing around with their hands in their pants. They don't know, like, what right. they're supposed to be doing. And there she's like, all right, so form up here, do this. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. Cue the glitter. We got ourselves a magical Negro. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, never let it go. Swear to God.
0: Uh, I know we're both making yes. very similar faces at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it would be given what Jane is supposed to be doing. So that's her main character. I think it would be hard for her not to to fit the bill of that role. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I also do think that. It would have probably been... I would have liked it if maybe she just went, well, fuck all these white people. I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... Goodbye. Sorry. Yeah. Sucks to you be were. you.
1: That just jogs the memory of, like, when I was watching Scary Movie 2. Did you ever watch that? It was... Or maybe you saw it mm-hmm. a long time ago. But, like, when um the Bre- the best friend, um Brenda... They were running away from like the skeleton, and her friend oh, yeah. trips, and she's like, "Wait, can't you help me?" And she's like, "I thought we were friends." She was like, "We were, girl. I'm gonna miss you." And left her.
0: <laughs> she was yes. like around the
1: corner, like praying. She's like, "Can it just eat her white ass and then leave?" I just, I was like, "Could she not have that moment?" Mm-hmm. Guess not. We'll never get that. Even black mm-hmm. people be fucking up on that trope. I just be like, "Come on, y'all." Right. Um, So do we want to do Blackulas? I think there's so much we should just do Blackulas right after each title.
0: (laughs) Right. I will say one before we do the Blackulas, Mm -hmm. how would you rank the scare factor? Or maybe this can factor into your Blackula rating of how would you rank the horror factor of this book?
1: Right. The horror factor, as far as Blackulas go, I would give it like a two and a half. It wasn't scary because they weren't doing anything new. Mm-hmm. I never felt like the main characters were in any real danger. Especially because, you know, the second book was already out by the time I read the first. So Right. <laughs> oh, right. I didn't have that okay. anxiety. So yeah, definitely Scare Factor. What about um Gross Factor, do you think?
0: Um, I mean, I guess if you go into a zombie is Content expecting no grossness. I think that you are An idiot. fooling yourself. Because it's a zombie. I mean, I think by nature it's lends itself to body horror. Mm-hmm. I don't really see zombie being a psychological horror thing. So I would say uh I mean, it was fine. I, I I would give it three blackulas just overall in the horror and the general story, mm-hmm. the, the voice of the main character, the pacing, the everything. Yeah. I would say it's a three blackula. Mm-hmm. And neither of us have read the second book. But mm-hmm. maybe if we read the second one, we might come back and amend mm-hmm. our blackula rating. All
1: right. And this is YA, right, too? So like, yeah, the author's not going to go too much, like too far, basically. Cause you gotta right. keep it PG thirteen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. You usually gotta keep it PG thirteen. I think the only I remember seeing horror movies coming out and then being PG thirteen and actively avoiding them because I was like they're not gonna be good. And then James Wan came along and <laughs> he really he really leveled stuff up for us in the PG thirteen. Ooh, Yes.
0: So we both give it uh, three blockulas. Three.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: So let's move on to our next one. Do we want to talk about Last Train to
1: Busan? I love that movie.
0: First so of all, I the main
1: character in it. I used to watch him in K dramas. Like I was a K drama girl, and he was always fine. He's fine to this day. I always forget his name, the actor. But I remember watching him. I, he was the main character in. Um, I think it was called like First Shop of Coffee Prince.
0: Is it Gong Yu? Because I think he was also in um, Squid Game, isn't he? Is he? A-
1: I haven't a- seen a- Squid Game. I haven't seen Squid Game. See,
0: he is in Squid Game. Yes.
1: I feel like they put all the famous Korean people in Squid Game. and They were just like, there you go, all star cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to be Bay in the K drama scene for me. So yeah, first, I think it was called First Shop of Coffee Prince. I won't even go into it, but it has a really funny little concept, and I loved him in mm-hmm. it. Um, but I saw that he was in it, and I was like, I'm a simple girl. I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> 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 I couldn't handle it, but I remember, okay, so the thing I thought about Train to Busan, right, I thought it was it was inventive, right, in the way they did it. Um, the way that the zombies pile up on top of each other is so anxiety-inducing. I like what they did with, like, just having a swarm of zombies. Because, like, remember, like, back in the day, zombies moved really slowly. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they started to speed up and got more dangerous. And now, like, with this one, they're, like, pack hounds. Like, they travel in piles, not even herds. Like, they pile on top of each other. Not only was it, you know, gruesome, but it was also, like, emotional because it was just as much about the people trying to survive. As mm-hmm. well as, like, the zombies, right?
0: So, I haven't seen this one. So, what would you give, <laughs> what Blackula rating oh, would you, yeah. I know. I've been sleeping on it. Yeah. So what rating would you give this?
1: Definitely, overall, I would give it, like, a four. Okay. I would give it a four. I, I don't know. It should, shoot. Might as well give it a five, honestly, because I can't think of anything that could have been better in this film. Okay. Like Blackulas. Solid. It had everything I wanted. It had... A hot male lead, it had a cute little mm-hmm. daughter, blood and guts, and <clears throat> despicable, you know, there's always despicable people in these situations where they're typically normal day to day, but then like once survival kicks in, they just don't care anymore. <laughs> oh, it also had um it had some it just had some really good like cast members in it. Like it had um Sohi from The Wonder Girls. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. They had, some, they had some good characters, good actors. I'm sad you haven't seen it yet. You gotta see it. Oh my god, I know. I think they did one, it's like a prequel, but it's um, animated. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this. I'm sorry. You you gotta bring the people back. Nope.
0: <laughs> so, our next vehicle that we have on here, and I think this is one you chose, is Planet Dead by Sylvester Barzy. Yes. I'm assuming
1: that's how you say his name. Yeah.
0: So this, uh, tell me about this one. Yeah. This um,
1: Planet Dead by Sylvester Barzi. First of all, it, he is a Black male author and this is his like, this is his indie novel, right? So he's an independent author. I featured him uh, one month in the Fifth House Collective book box and just because like when I read the book, I loved it. Like if you like movies like Resident Evil, more specifically, like, The Walking Dead. And you like the suspense of it and, like, people trying to survive in these crazy situations. And just, like, badass female characters. You should definitely read Planet Dead. Um, Of course, the world is overrun with zombies. There's crooked people. There's crooked zombies. And then the main character, I don't know why I can't remember her name right now. But she is, like, a hard ass. Like, she's like, I will leave you if you fucking slow me down type of girl. Right. She's trying to find, she's trying to get to her son and her husband. They got separated and she was trying to come home during the outbreak. And so she's doing everything she can to like get back to them. And that's, I believe it's just the first book. It's a series.
0: Right. Um, but it's yeah, like
1: it looks- a typical like zombie survival book, but it was so good.
0: Yeah, it looks like there's about four mm-hmm. books in
1: the series, three
0: or four books in the series. And it looks pretty interesting. Um, You know, reading his bio definitely is pretty good. I actually, I just added it to my library. So Mm. I will
1: be reading it. I highly recommend it. It was, um, it's a good read. It's quick. It goes by quickly. And like the way my heart pounded (laughs) reading that book, I was like, Ooh, the adrenaline, it was so good. Run away from the crazy people, run away from the zombies. Like I kind of never understand that when people are fighting amongst each other and there's like zombies coming their way, like, are you serious right now? Is it because it's a high stress situation? Like mm-hmm. I never understood the whole like taking a moment to fight each other when there be zombies.
0: <laughs> like- I feel like that's also a thing in in a lot of horror movies as well. Either the fight scene or the makeup scene or the confession confession of love scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just frankly don't have time for it. Every time I'm watching something or reading something that that happens, Mm -hmm. I yell. Because I'm like, you do not have time to be telling your feelings to this person, good, bad, or indifferent. You need to tell them later. Because what you're doing right now is making it so one of the two of you do not survive the situation right like where where
1: do you where did they where do they find the time just where like if you're trying to use all your brain power to survive don't you like usually that that emotional part gets shut off and you're just like autopilot survival mode
0: so that's why in the book that i just wrote in the house of transcendence uh in the book i just wrote (laughs) instead of having my characters have their confession of love moment as they're sitting in the car staring at this house they're both about to go into and start a fight uh they do it the night before so yes they're still in a we might this is going to be some ill shit we're walking into but it's not right on the precipice it's not really? right when they're sitting on the street corner and they're like okay well it's five o'clock we have an appointment better unclick my seatbelt." Right. no
1: no wait i need to tell you something
0: so I you know see. oh my god i
1: hate those so much i hate those so much it makes no sense but yeah planet dead i gave it i will give it four and a, four and a half uh blackulas especially for the suspense love it
0: okay so our next one is devil's wake by stephen barnes and tanana reeve do
1: yes tanana reeve do is the shit
0: always if you haven't read any of her work um i don't know what you're doing
1: i feel like her husband stephen barnes had a heavier hand in devil's wake um mm-hmm. they also wrote another one what is it called do, uh, the sequel is called Domino Falls. Mm. And so I only read Devil's Wake, but I do own Domino Falls. It's on my TBR. But once again, it's another zombie outbreak. Main character is a young Black teenager. Uh, and it turns out the zombie outbreak is caused by like a flu vaccine that went left. Mm-hmm. Fun backstory. It was the beginning of the COVID outbreak <laughs> when I started reading this book. And I was like, I don't oh, know. Oh, girl. <laughs> should be reading it for some odd reason amazon was just like all oh, the zombie virus books because of covid like i don't right. think i remember that like all of a sudden just amazon was like yellow fever like whatever creep like crazy virus outbreak book that there was it was pushing it
0: <laughs> well i know also the stand came out at the beginning parts of ports oof the beginning parts of the parts of the pandemic And I had wanted to watch The Stand because for a variety of reasons, but mostly because Wolfie Goldberg, right, Uh, I stand, But I haven't seen it because I'm just like, I don't want to see about people navigating an apocalypse because it feels like that's very much where we're at right
1: now. So, Mm -hmm. no it was it was a mess i mean the main character you know you sympathize with her she loses her family you know to the outbreak and she's got to like figure out how to survive and she runs into this ragtag group of um people they they were camp counselors but you know shit goes left <laughs> before they're like before they even start camp and so mm-hmm. they all kind of band together and they find out that there's this place called um i think it's called like domino falls uh, I always mix them up, but I, no, it's called Double's Wake is what it's called, which is why the book is called Double's Wake, duh. But um, it's called Double's Wake and they promised them like safety and food and shelter if you can get there. Right. And so that's them trying to get to Devil's Wake and then like obviously running into zombies and going through the torture of like, will I survive? Will I not survive? Um, once again, adrenaline. And right. also because they're young, it's just like, when when it's young people, I all it freaks me out even more. So I'm like, you just began Lies. <laughs> where are your parents?
0: <laughs> yeah, what are the other things? Uh, piece of media we're going to talk about is very that um, about the the youth zombies in the youth. But what would you <laughs> you know our band name? But what <laughs>
1: I can't. <laughs> <laughs> if i don't get a t-shirt that says zombies and the youth i'm going to throw something
0: <laughs> t- okay so again i have i have our um humble but right up here i'm writing all of our you know these mm-hmm. ideas so zombies and the watch me like forget <laughs> about this and then tomorrow wonder what the fuck that was about
1: <laughs> anyway
0: um so how many blackulas are you given uh, definitely
1: way. gonna give it, I'm gonna give it five. Just cause Ooh, like 10 review. Stephen Barnes really proved himself to me. Um, even though I read the first book a while ago, I'm still itching to get to Domino Falls. It's just I have so much so many other things I'm supposed to be right. reading. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I hear that they're not gonna finish the series. Whoa. There is no third book. <laughs> I don't think there's gonna be a third book. Which sucks, yeah. because I already started when I found out, so <laughs> too late.
0: I really, I love um, Tanana Rebdu. Stephen Barnes is great. I was at, did a panel at Virtuous Con this past Sunday, and I got to see their panel mm-hmm. uh, where they were talking with Prentice Penny and all these other people about, you know, getting Black fiction on the screen. And I listened to Stephen Barnes talk, and it was just so so magnetic. He's so charming, and it just made me okay. I want to read more that you do. Want to listen? They have a podcast. Oh, uh, just that. as an aside, yeah. Stephen Barnes and tananeri do have a podcast. It is about writing. Let me plug somebody else's podcast as we're doing our own, but this is important because these are icons. Yeah. Um, it is Life Writing, so Life Writing podcast. Oh, cool. Right for your life. They have Inka Jemison on. They have Patton Oswald on. They have a lot of different people on their podcast. So
1: that's pretty darn cool. I will listen to that <laughs> in between like the 50 million books I'm reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, jeez
0: So our next bit of content is uh, let's actually skip. So All of Us Are Dead is a newer Netflix show. I think we're just going to honorably mention it because have you seen it? I have not
1: seen it, but I hear it's
0: really good. I haven't seen it either. So we're going to put that at a, well, we can't give it Blackulas because we haven't seen it, but just an honorable mention to everybody who is looking for some zombie content uh, that the next one, we want to give another honorable mention and shout out to is the book, the undead truth of us, because this book is going to be coming out soon Mm -hmm. and uh, it is a black author. So shout out to Brittany S Lewis, whose book, The Undead Truth of Us, is coming out, I want to say, in April. Or, oh, that's no. really I, if it is. I think it's actually farther. Let me not lie to you, because she posted the other day about her book coming out in six months. So, don't... Oh. Mm, August 9th. Okay, I said April.
1: I mean, they both start with an A, whatever.
0: <laughs> her book is coming out in August, The Undead Truth of Us. It is a young adult zombie book in which people can turn into half-zombies, and, um, I think it's also about, there's a love connection here, it's black love, all of that, so, um, add this to your TBR list, friends, Core oh, hoes. Girl. All right, so, let's keep it pushing. The Girl with All the Gifts is our next bit. Did you read the book? Did you watch the movie? Neither. I thought maybe you had.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, thank God, because nope. Tell me about it.
0: Um, Okay, so I listened to The Girl with All the Gifts. It was actually one of my favorite audiobooks. The author is M.R. Carey, so it's a white author. And yeah, it's it's about a a girl named Melanie who essentially is, she's a zombie. And it is this, I guess we would say dystopian situation where they have these children who are zombies basically being taught in a school setting. But it's it's under lock and key there. There's all these armed guards and all this stuff. And Melanie is supposed to be a very smart uh, of this gaggle of kids. She's supposed to be very smart. They call her a little genius. And she doesn't necessarily realize what she is, that she's a zombie. And then, of course, you know, as these things do, locked situations, locked houses, locked Uh, army bases don't stay locked forever they don't stay uh uninfiltrated in this zombie world and so um melanie ends up guiding or on the run with a group of people including her favorite teacher miss justinu it's a beautifully written book and so it's also a movie now and they made the movie and our main character melanie is a black girl in the in the movie And I don't remember if she was written on page as black, but I know they made her in the movie. Uh, They cast a black girl, and she, the actress, is wonderful. The movie's good as well. I I think that having read the book and then watched the movie, I wouldn't say there's really any issues. I didn't have any issues of them, you know, sacrificing plot or character development or time or pacing, you know, moving it to the next format. I, it is really heartbreaking seeing, you know, children be zombies in this way. And I thought that it was an, an inventive thing having Melanie and these other kids be cognizant enough of what's happening, like that they could actually be learning. And Melanie loves to read and she loves to draw and she's good at math and all this stuff. But you present some meat or some blood. Around them, and all the kids start shaking, and that zombie switch kind of goes off. So, uh, I enjoyed it. I highly recommend both. I think I would probably give it three point seven five blackulas.
1: For the movie or for the for the book, or for both,
0: I'm going to say both. Well, I'm going to say the book three point seven five blackulas. I'm going to say the movie a four, simply also because we have Glenn Close in the movie, mm-hmm. I believe. And I mean it's it's Glen Close,
1: okay? <laughs> so <laughs> enough said, enough said. Right. So, um, so next we have one of my personal favorites, 28 Days Later. hmm <sighs> So mm-hmm. that's a I remember when it came out. Once again, I'm not dating myself, but there it is. I remember when it came out. Um, and how different it was because before then zombies were slow
0: right mm-hmm. 20 days
1: later came and zombies were booking it like I think that was the most terrifying thing to me is the fact that they can run and they can run fast because that was like you know that was the upside to zombies was that they were slow and so you could outrun them but they were dangerous in packs, right but now like a dangerous period and the way that the virus can be transmitted from person to person was different because it was just like oh a scratch or a bite but if you come in contact with the blood, you know, like it drops in your mouth or your eye, you know, you become enraged. You become um, a zombie as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think what was interesting, too, about 28 Days Later is that they didn't treat it like, like the people were undead because they weren't. They were enraged and hungered for human flesh. Right. Was the weird part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, I liked that, that they did something new there. This was definitely also, uh, you can tell uh, The Walking Dead copied the intro scene of uh, I don't remember Killian Murphy's name uh, in 28 Days Later but the actor Killian Murphy plays the main character in 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell that The Walking Dead copied that iconic scene of waking up because how also how terrifying is that either way, waking up from sleep maybe it's the best sleep of your life maybe you was having a really good dream you were on the beach with somebody that you think is hot and then you wake up and you're alone yeah and your phone is dead not that you don't have battery you don't got emails you don't have phone calls and then you walk around and there's nobody like how how horrifying would that be
1: Mm -hmm. they they do that a lot in zombie films they did did it in Mm -hmm. resident evil too and so, right.
0: Oh, with that, Alice too, right? Yeah.
1: That's scary right? though. You wake up and you're like, where is everyone? What happened? Zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Like, That better never happen to me. I do not want to be one of the last people left alive. I'm not playing. I want to be gone.
0: <laughs> okay, so you heard it here first, Samara. Uh, friends, if there's a zombie outbreak, please let Samara know ahead of schedule so she can plan
1: accordingly. Yeah, send a, Send it. A- girl a text like just send a homie a text let me know like hey um zombie outbreak bt dubs find shelter like (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um i liked it because one of the main characters was a black woman right and she was fearless she was like i'll kill anybody in a second if you come in contact with the stuff ain't no please i'm sorry like you're gone because my life is the most important thing to me and i felt that on a spiritual level
0: Mm hmm. I think that that's how people should definitely be in horror movies. But of course, it wouldn't. There wouldn't be any intercharacter intercharacter tension. Ooh, I don't know if that's a term. There wouldn't be any tension amongst the character at starting today. There wouldn't be much tension between the characters if there wasn't any different thoughts on how to handle things. And it also, as much as I hate this character, we still kind of need them around the person who hides their bite.
1: Don't even. I get it though because they're scared. They don't want to die, right? They're not thinking about the fact that they'll endanger other people. They're worried about themselves, right? They don't want to right go out alone. See, still,
0: for me, if that if I if this was me, and I was in a zombie situation, and I got bitten, I would just leave. I would just wander away. I would just mm-hmm. find a, a, an abandoned house be on my own and then just get away from people. I don't know if it would lead to me turning into a zombie or choosing the alternative, but I
1: would not want to be Mm -hmm. around people. Yeah. Also with that virus in particular, they, they turn really quickly. So it's not like anything will probably get to you by the time, you know, because only a couple seconds, it's like, all right, you're, you're, you're shaking, you're quaking and then you're ready to eat. Right. So, so
0: how many Blackulas do we give 28 Days Later? Are we just talking about the first movie? Or are we talking about the whole 28 Days Later? I, listen, right I, I
1: ignore the rest of that all. <laughs> <laughs> The first one is the only one I recognize in the state of America. Like that that's the only <laughs> one. Um, so yeah, the first one, I will give it five Blackulas because Black female lead, Fast Zombies for the first time ever in history the British accents were on point. I love me mis- a good British accent. Uh, I mean,
0: Killian Murphy's... He's a, hes a good looking
1: dude. He is, isn't he? He
0: is.
1: Did what else was he in? I've seen him in other stuff. Did he play... Please don't tell me he played Scarecrow in...
0: Yes. God, that yeah, was- that's him. <laughs> oh, no. And he's also... I think it's Tommy Shelby in Peaky Blinders. Okay. I think that's where a lot of other people started recognizing him from, but Yeah. Mm-hmm he was a scarecrow.
1: He can make himself look really creepy. So that's always interesting. He's versatile. Um
0: mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, five blockulus. What about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.
0: Um I liked it, but it's not my favorite zombie movie, so I it's it is I will say rewatchable though. Yeah. That definitely. is something unlike The Girl with All the Gifts, I will say 28 Days Later is rewatchable to me. The Girl with All the Gifts is, like, one and done. You watch it once, you're good to go.
1: Yeah. I know, I believe the first film was kind of low budget. Right. 28 Days Later, and that's why it was, like, when it did so well, it was super groundbreaking. And then, obviously, then the sequels got more money, and it just kind of ruined the effect. Because I feel like the world got too big. It was more about killing zombies than, like, people surviving in the end. So that's why I don't recognize the other films.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, I say we move into Resident Evil before we get into the film that started the whole zombie situation off. Yeah. But so Resident Evil, how many of the Resident Evil movies have you seen?
1: I've seen them all. Do I remember them all? No. But I have (laughs) seen them all. (laughs) Um, What's the one where it was like, a million and one Alice's. Like they first got introduced. And it was just like a bunch of Alice's. I always forget which one that was. Girl. Um I, I think- do
0: too. Because I feel like that was like the, the fourth or fifth. Girl, yeah. I don't know.
1: It was like the fourth or fifth one. But I remember that one. Because um when I went to see it. I saw it in Japan. And the Japanese dub was just like. I was like, oh no. <laughs> this is not it. But, yeah, it was just, like, a small little small town theater in, like, the countryside in Japan. Um, and, yeah, I was, like, child. It was one of those where they only have two screens. But that's the only reason why I remember that one in in particular. But other than that, I remember the first and the second one. Right. Especially the second one because Mike Epps is hilarious.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> Icon- <laughs> Iconic. Um also, I remember the second one because Odette Fair is in it and he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um oh and so is Jill Valentine. So there we are. Sure is,
1: you're right. You're absolutely right. She was a good Jill Valentine, she was good.
0: Yeah. My and best sexual was heart cast. was like mm.
1: <laughs> You had a you had your choice. You had some pickings.
0: Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember who else is in it. But, oh, Jared Harris is uh, the scientist guy. And I, he's been in a lot of horror vehicles. So we have to shout out Jared Harris. Mm-hmm. I will say, yeah, the first two ones are good. Oh, Michelle
1: Rodriguez is in, the, in first the first one. one. Yep, she was good in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashanti pops up in the franchise.
0: Right. I will say, I li- obviously, you know, when you're talking about a franchise, usually the first one tends to be... I don't say the best, but memorable because it's the yeah. first one. But I will say one of my favorite parts about the the first movie is that scene where the the thing is shutting down and like the vial breaks and then people start getting locked in and it's that whole thing. I like that scene.
1: Yeah, the, that OK, the elevator scene to this day freaks me out when I get in any elevator. It's just something stay with you, right? I am too old to be thinking about that elevator scene every time I get into an elevator when I go to work. But here we are. Here,
0: here we are. Here yeah, we are. um I I can't. It's yeah, that can't.
1: Yeah. It's definitely that and like you know, you know movies are good when they stick with you <laughs> like that. Everyday life, Resident Resident Evil, um Final Destination, Jaws.
0: Shit, urban legend, not because it was a good movie, but the part where there's, some, there's somebody in your backseat. Yes. So I look in my backseat whenever I, I get in the car.
1: So tell me why this happened recently. I'm really not trying to derail this, but you brought up homeboy, like somebody in the backseat. And this happened to a woman in Canada recently where um, a guy was drunk. She had left her car unlocked um overnight and he climbed into um her backseat. And I guess he got freaked out when she was getting in. So he like, you know, you can like lean right. the seat down or whatever. Some, and he climbed into the trunk, but she has like one of those Japanese cars where you can't like, there's no little lever in there to let yourself out of the trunk. So he was stuck in the her trunk for three days. Like she was driving around. With, Did he die? No, no, no. He was alive somehow. And it was dead winter too. So like She opened her car one day and was like, why is there mud on my seat? Ew. And she could not figure out what happened. She was like, maybe somebody climbed in and sat here in mud and I forgot to lock my car. And so they cleaned it. And in order to get it dry in there, she left like a heater and a humidifier in there overnight. And the temperatures happened to reach like negative six Fahrenheit. And so luckily for him, stuck in the trunk, still messed up, I guess. I'm like, whatever you drank, let me know. That's been three days. You fucked up at somebody's trunk of the car. Right. And okay. so he had heat. Thank God he didn't right. freeze. And so she gets in and then she hears a voice going, hey. And she looks and he's like this. <laughs> he's like fingers sticking through the crevices of the seat. Like, "Um, I'm stuck in here. Can you let me out? And she's like, how did you get in there? And he's like, I don't know. Can you let me out? I've been stuck in here. And so she lets him out. They call the cops, and you know they got him help because there was something mentally going on. But can you imagine somebody been in your car for three days and you didn't notice? I think she was stupid. (laughs) I think she was slow. Like I don't understand
0: the heart attack that I would have had. It would have been like Sanford and Sons over here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just um, come,
0: Elizabeth. Oh, the hell no! Not be to derail
1: our conversation, but this is a true story.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so we were talking about Resident Evil. <laughs> what, how many
1: blackulas
0: have we given this franchise?
1: Um, I can't give the whole franchise blackulas because I feel like if I were to think about the whole franchise, I would give it two blackulas. Zero
0: blackulas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would be a nice two blackulas, but if it's just the first one, right? The first one gets a solid four. Mm -hmm. um because the way they did it it was the first of its kind like it was a virus that they were cooking up in a lab nobody else did that before
0: yeah i give it a solid four despite the fact that also a lot of the series is as much about like Mm actiony kick butt as it is about the zombies so i give it a four Mm -hmm. and that brings us to our final zombie vehicle the movie that started it all folks the well at least the zombie the concept movies of zombies, right in in or america zombies. the copy the concept of this type of zombie yeah. i will say um, night of the living dead by george a romero
1: yes also one of the few black heroes main characters also probably the first black yeah. man to slap the shit out of a white woman on screen mm-hmm. <laughs> iconic iconic also uh the whole they're coming to get you barbara
0: right i i do think that that's very kind of like a siren song for horror people yeah. you hear it and you just have to repeat it yeah they're coming to get you barbara
1: i loved i loved that interaction between her and her brother because she's just like stop it you're ignorant <laughs> <laughs> hmm and I'm like okay the fact also that it's black and white love that um right. but yeah I mean I feel like everybody knows about Night of the Living Dead like if you don't know about it it's free they show it on tv every year because you can show it to audiences for free mm-hmm. and um I don't know I just I don't know they didn't have anything in particular about them like nobody I don't think any of the zombies were like missing limbs or anything they didn't have the budget and they didn't have the imagination for that yet I guess <laughs> um but still like the idea of like a horde an unstoppable force coming to get you and right. the, the house being your last line of defense and Bullets barely stopped them and you got to do... Deal- and then Homeboy, he held it down. Like, he really had a bunch of ignorant idiots, like, sabotaging his survival at every turn. And somehow he managed to hold it together.
0: Right. Until the end when he's killed by, I think, is it the police or the townspeople? It's like he's- a
1: mob, the townspeople.
0: Right. On Wiki, the uh, next morning an armed posse arrives and begins dispatching the... Yeah, so he's... He's killed at the very end by an armed posse, mm-hmm. right? Cuz how many times has that happened? But yeah,
1: they thought uh, he was know. a zombie. Mhm. He really did like hide it out, like he's in the basement, like mm-mm. left everybody behind. And honestly, I don't know what happened to some of the people. I think yeah, I think he is
0: um, the the was the final one alive and he would be mm-hmm. our final man if he hadn't been killed by the posse. Right, but yeah, uh, I think he's the only one that survives. One of the, the zombies
1: where the black guy makes it to the end, but still he died though. Mm-hmm. So, but um, but yeah, and that Living Dead, I watch it every single year. I can't help it; it's still good. Yeah. It's still so good. It is one
0: of those horror movies that is uh, rewatchable. I will say, okay, so they remade it when. You didn't know they remade Night of the Living Dead? No, I didn't know. When did they do this? Girl, they remade it in 1990. Tony
1: Todd's in it.
0: Maybe I saw it. I don't... I you
1: don't... Have- I have no memory of this place. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, so they- and Gandalf. I have no memory of this place.
0: Like, <laughs> Shout out to King Gandalf. Um, okay, so yeah, they remade it in 1990. Uh, Tony Todd is in it. And then... Um, there were more you know i guess none of the living dead became a franchise because then there's land of the dead there's dawn of the dead mm-hmm. which i think was the sean of the dead, dead. *Shawn of the dead was pretty pretty good then which one is the one where they were at the mall because i feel like
1: that was dawn of the dead wasn't it that was like the remake and they were stuck in the mall. I know they did I know there was Land of the Dead. There's yes. a lot of the Dead. Night of the and, Living Dead and what was what was the other one? It was like the guy was they were like brains. We want brains. It was just like uh, Return of the Living Dead.
0: Hmm. Right. And Land of the Dead is the one where the zombies are a little bit more self-aware towards the end. Mm-hmm. But and it has John Leguizamo in it. But Okay, well, uh, how many blackulas are we giving the original Nine to the Living Dead? Because the other ones are just kind of ones we we talked about incidentally.
1: Right. Well, it's getting four and a half blackulas for me because they killed my main man's at the end. <laughs> That's it.
0: I'm gonna agree. It was also the origin of the all of the zombie movie tropes. So yeah, I will I will agree with you. Four and a half. And I think it's also gets it gets that half blackula there because of it being able to be rewatched, right? Unlike a lot of other movies, it's pretty rewatchable.
1: I think that's that for today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we went through so much. That's so funny. We went through a lot of stuff. There's mm-hmm. and that we only touched like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to zombie films too, mm-hmm. because there's just so many over the years, especially when Maybe. you know Republicans are in or. are in power remember do you remember that like conspiracy like when a democrat is basically on the throne it's vampires when it's a republican it's zombies
0: so you mean to say that i wrote my book with a a vampire president in the wrong timeline or did i write it in the right timeline because it's supposed to be set in 2022
1: oh that's true so you did write it in the right timeline just wrong party inspiration (laughs) Wrong wrong party right (laughs) right all right so let's for real wrap it up thank you all for Mm -hmm. listening to the horror host support group podcast Um, if you want to check out Amanda she's on uh, YouTube she's on Instagram and are you on Twitter too
0: I am on Twitter I'm also on TikTok I've been Uh enjoying TikTok a whole lot more so if you want to find me probably find me there Amanda the author of two E's
1: yes it's you can find today. Samara at Samara
0: Reads too on Instagram, and she's referring to her Book Box Fifth House Collective, which is a book box that is out quarterly that supports Black authors with a I would say with a would I say focus on indie authors with yeah. a, a focus on indie authors. The book boxes are solid. The the goodies that you get in with the boxes are wonderful. And uh, that's how Samara and I met was through a book box. So support a black and woman owned business when you get
1: a box from fifth house collective. Yes. And as for our operation here, the horror host support group, please DM us on Instagram. We are at horror host support group uh, host spelled H E A U X on Insta. We are also on Twitter and barely, but if you want to pop on and say hi, it's horror host support group on twitter um but yeah get to know us join our book club we have fun yes and i'm gonna say bye
0: goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>